Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah, Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur, Daf Nun Gimel. We will be beginning on Nun Bet, Amur Bet. I'm going to go back a little bit, just so, because the, the last piece is important. <coughs> Rabbi Eli cut Kafnaya the Shvit. We, we said last time that Rabbi Eli cut down the, uh, uh, a palm tree with date berries on Shemitah. Now, we already said, somebody asked last time, that you, of course you're not allowed to cut down a tree. We're talking over here, that tree that you're allowed to cut down. Some hole that you could cut down a tree if uh, they, they, they don't produce a lot of fruit or for other reasons. So, as regarding cutting fruit trees, that was okay in this case. Because we're talking about a case where you're, you're allowed to cut it down. Because either the wood is more valuable than the tree or something like that. But, our question arises from the fact that it's Shemitah. Being that it's Shemitah, how could you cut down the, 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 the tree? After all, it's got date berries. Now, small dates didn't get ripe yet. And um, these date berries uh, should be Shemitah fruit. You're not allowed to cause destruction to them. How could he do that? Rachman al-Lolev said, Torah says, La'achila, not for have said, not to destroy it. Maybe you'll tell me that's only when the fruit is around. But if the fruit is not fully around and it's not, it's okay. It, it's allowed to be chopped off, and that's why he cut down the tree. We we proved that the calyxes that cover the dates were orla because they're a shomer peri because they're guarding the fruit and these calyxes are only there when it's immature they dry up when they hold so if we see that it's called a fruit even earlier and Rav Nachman said it so if Rav Nachman said such a thing that means Rav Nachman holds that it's called a fruit early Morris is no problem this is what we ended up last today Rav Nachman Damar Kreb Yossi Tetanan Smadar Asub Neshu Peri which means that yes, the statement that the calyxes are guarding fruits and that therefore they're called fruits is true, that Rav Nachman did say that. That's only because he holds like Rabiosi. We don't hold like Rabiosi, and we hold it's not called a fruit, and that's why he was able to cut it down. We hold like Ramadan. Okay, there's a machloket about whether, whether, because uh, Rabiosi is talking about smadar. Rabiosi says smadar, which is a grape bud, is asur. That's, it's not yet a fruit, it's just a smadar, and it's asur. And the Rabbanan argue, and they say that the grape buds are not orla yet. And they're not fruit yet. And therefore, if we go like Rabbanan, that's how the rabbi, Rebbe, Rebbe Lai, was able to chop the tree down. Because he holds like Rabbanan. So Rebbe Lai asked the question, Yes, Rebbe Yossi and Rabbanan are arguing about grapes. But they don't argue about other fruits. And dates, that the one that was cut down was another fruit. Okay? How do we know? At what point can't you cut down the, the, the tree on Shemitah? says as soon as it comes out, it's already a fruit. All, as soon as any fruit comes out, it's automatically a tree. That's Bet We don't hold like it. Ha Carob trees 
when they when they form chains. Gifanim, grapevines, mishigriu, when they have grapes the size of a gyura. Zetim, the olive, mishyanetsu, when you get a nets. And the rest of the trees, who Right now, and and Rav Asi explains that when we say giura, it's the same as boser and the same as a white bean. So that's just explaining what grapes are. Now the Gemara asks, "Pul alavan, white fool? We're not talking about beans; we're talking about grapes." Rather, we're telling you that when we come to grapes, it's called a fruit when it's the size of a white bean. That's the size of the grape when it comes to thing. Either way, we didn't say anything. So says Who's the rabbi who we heard <coughs> that he holds that Bosed is called a fruit? Bosed is stage three of grapes. Smadar law, but stage two, no. Rabbanan, that's only the Rabbanan. And yet it says that the rest of the trees, the Rabbanan, if it was Herbiosi, Rabbi says, Rabbi had said, Smadar was Asur. Rabbanan say, Bos is Asur. So we figured out that the opinion over here, that's being called over here, Bet Hillel, has got to be Rabbanan. And yet we say, the Sha'akolonot, Mishyotziu, that the rest of the, of the trees, Mishyotziu, as soon as the fruit comes out, it's already a fruit. So we're back to the question, how could Rabbi Eli chop down the tree a date is one of the other trees. And therefore, if a date is one of the other trees, it can't be chopped. Even according to Rabbanan. El Arilai Bidinasi Chetz Must be the body chopped down wasn't a regular date tree. Ta-da! It must have been a male date tree. And they make dates, but they don't never ripen. And since they never ripen, it's not really a fruit tree. Rashi says they pick them in Nisan on these trees and they ripen off the tree. So by chopping down the tree, you didn't do anything wrong because anyway, it's going to ripen off the tree. So it's fine. You could eat grapes in your house on Shemitah until there's no Daliot shall ochel. In the place of ochel, they can't have any more grapes over there. Im But if there's other places where the grape vines finish after these ones, ochlin alam, you can wait till they're done. So you, the place ochel is the place where the grapes stay late. So you could eat grapes in your house as long as as, as long as there's. As long as there's fruit over there. But otherwise, you can't. Okay? Because, like we said, once it's finished in the field, you can't have it in your house. You can eat olives until the last one is gone in a place called Tekoa. Okay? Rabbi says the last olives are in a place called Gush Chalav. 
ואין הוא מוציא לא בנופו ולא בעקרו ליבו. רובה. This way, the only time it's called gone is when a poor man who really is looking for olives goes out to look for olives. And he can't find not in the branches, not on the, not on the bottom part of the tree, anything. So if he can't find the rova, which is a quarter of a cup, that's when it's asur. Says the Gemara, Ochlin begrogot, figs, dried figs you could eat, till they finish the, the figs of Bethini. Now, Bethini is a place where the figs are not as good. They're, 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 they don't get fully formed. Amar Bihuda, Bihuda disagrees. He says, that this Beitini, where, they, the, where the figs over there that come out are stunted, you can't use those as a bellwether because it's not really the same as a regular fruit. The only time we see that a, a Beitini fruits are the same as a regular fruit is when it comes to Maser, they have to give Maser on them like regular figs. But the fact that it's you could rely on those to say, oh, I could still eat my figs in my house because there's some available in the field of Betini. You can't rely on that, according to Abud. Says the Gemara, Ochlim betmanim, we could eat dates, until the last one in Tzor is gone. He says, you could eat it, on Ben Akifin, the ones that are stuck between the date branches. But you can't eat on the ones that are stuck in the thorns because those are not enough to allow you to eat it. Very many, well, that's the contradiction. It says, Here, over there, it sounded like you have to go check. Until now, we sound like you have to go check to see what's in the field. Listen to this writer. This writer says, you could eat grapes till Pesach. Zetim You could eat olives till Shabbat. Grogrot figs at Hanukkah till Hanukkah. Tamarim at Purim. Remember Bibi. Rabbi Yochanan Tati b'Taytayu Machlif. Rabbi Yochanan switches the last two. He says that the dates are till Hanukkah and the figs are till Purim. But either way. Whether you fix it or not, here it sounds like the deadline is according to the city of Saad, and the second bracha sounds like the deadline is um, by a holiday. So make up your mind: what's the deadline for dates? Is the deadline Chanukah or Purim, or is the deadline when you find the last one in Saad? You with me? Yeah. Says the Gemara, They're both saying the same thing. So the first answer is. Purim is when you can't get it in Tsar, and therefore it's the same halacha. Or, Ibait Eim, another, I could answer you. No, it's not the same thing. Ha Ketani Behedya, Im Yesh Mechonimahem, Ochlin Otam. We answer that. We're, we're saying the standard time is, let's say, let's say Purim or Hanukkah. And if you happen to see that there's more dates in Tekoa, then uh, then you can rely on that also. Okay. 
a new separate thing. Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. Rashbag Omer, Siman leharim milin. You want to tell if you're a Siman that you're for the for the trees for the hills is these trees of gall nuts. Okay. Siman la'amakim, a siman for a valley, is dikalim, dates, date trees. Siman la'nahalim, a siman for a plain, uh, no, nahal is a stream, is kanim, reeds, because reeds grow in the streams. Shiman la'shefila, shikma. A plain usually has a sycamore trees. Even though there's no proof from a pasuk, but there's a remembrance of the pasuk. Pasuk says, The king made silver in Yerushalayim as common as stones. Talking about King, I believe it's King Shilamo. Right? And he made Arazim cedar trees as common as shikamim in the shifelah. So you see that a shifelah plain normally has shikamim, a shikam tree, a sycamore tree. Now the Gemara explains. Siman leharim milim. What's the point of having a sign for the hills? That, that, that you have a gold nut tree, that's a sign for the hills. What's the point? And siman amakim dikalim, nafkamina lebikurim. The difference is when it comes to the first fruits that you have to bring to Yerushalayim. It's not because we learned. You can only bring Bikurim from the seven species. You can't bring it from the date trees that grow in the mountains. Right? Because date trees in the mountains are not, they don't make very good fruits. And therefore, if you have a date tree in the mountains, it's no good. So that's why we told you a sign for the valley is the the date trees. Because we learned from there that to make bikurim, they can't be from the mountains. Okay? And you can't... You can't use... The the fruits that are in the valley, okay. Beautiful. Siman lenechalim kalim, the sign for a nahal, for a stream is weeds. Nafkemin nahal etan. What's the difference? We need to know this for what's called a nahal etan, a strong stream. Because it comes by Egla Arufa. The rule is that you have to, if they find a dead guy in between two cities, they don't know who killed him, you have to take a calf and chop its head off from the back. And it has to be done by a strong stream. So, how do you know what's a strong stream? Check if there's reeds there. That's what we showed you. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Shikma. What's the point of telling you that a plane has a Shikma, a sycamore tree? <coughs> The difference is we're buying and selling, which means if I told you I'm going to sell you some real estate, and the real estate, uh, I told you I'll sell you a plane, and you say that you told me a plane, this ain't no, this ain't a plane. Well, if it's got sycamore trees, then we know it's a plane. Once we said this rule about 
buying and selling. I can tell you all of them are for Mecca Chamemkar. Mountains also, the gallnut trees, you need a Mecca Chamemkar. And the same thing for all the other ones. Okay. New Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. Makom shenagu limkor in a place where they have a custom that it's okay to sell sheep and goats to goyim, mochrim, you could sell them. Makom in a place where they don't sell them small animals and mochrim, then you can't sell them. Okay. But everywhere you're not allowed to sell a a, a a large animal, a cow or a bull to a goy. Over there we're worried that maybe if you sell it to the goy, you'll rent it to the goy. And if you rent it to the goy, it's a problem because the goy is not allowed to rent your animal and use it on Shabbat. Now, technically... The reason why you wouldn't be able to sell small animals to Goyim is because we're afraid if you, we let you sell a small one, if we let you sell a sheep, you might sell a cow. And if you sell a cow, you might rent a cow. And if you rent a cow, they use it on Shabbat, and that's a problem. Okay. But some places they let you rent small animals <coughs> or sell small animals, but not big ones. Okay. You can't sell a calf or a uh, or a foal. A foal is a young animal that you can't use. Uh, it's like a small, a young horse. You can't sell it to a goy. Whether they're shalamim or shurim or they're broken. Rabbi Yudah allows selling the broken animal. Ben betira matir basus. Allows selling a a horse. Now the reason why they allow selling a horse is because you, riding a horse. This is a horse that you only do riding it, not a horse that you pull a plow with. Pulling a plow with a horse would be the oraita, but riding a horse on Shabbat is only the rabbanan because we're afraid you might break off a stick, yeah. right? So since it's only the rabbanan, if a Jew does it. So for a goy doing it, it would be okay to sell it to him. Because even if he even if you rent it to him, it wouldn't be a suit halacha. If you're in a place where the custom is that you'll eat barbecued meat, roasted meat on the night of Pesach, you'll not eat. If you're in a place where the customers don't eat barbecue on the first night of Pesach, then in Ochlin you can't eat. Amar Bihudamarav. Person is not allowed to buy meat and say, I'm buying this meat for Pesach. Because it looks like you're making your animal holy. And you're making it into a Korban Pesach. And that's a suit. You're not allowed to make a Korban Pesach. We don't have a bit of And you're eating um, sacrifice. So when you're buying meat in the, in the butcher, don't say the meat for Pesach. Say the meat for the holiday. Don't say it's for Pesach. Because okay. Pesach could be flipped with a Korban Pesach. Amra Papa. Davka Basar. This is only for meat. When you say this wheat's for Pesach, that's okay. 
דמינטר לפסק כמה. He's just saying, I'm going to keep, I'm going to guard it for Pesach. I'm not using it for, like, I, like I'm, uh, it doesn't mean that I'm taking this wheat and using its value for a carbon Pesach. It says, is it true that you can't designate meat for Pesach? TV, I'll show you you can. Amar Biosi says, Tudus ish Romi, Tudus, a man who lived in Rome, he had a custom for the people of Rome. He told the people who lived in Rome, which are obviously far from Yerushalayim, he told them you should eat a goat which was roasted uh, and they take the insides, they roast it next to it on Pesach night. And the rabbi sent him a message. If you weren't the great Tudus, because we're not going to do it, we'd put you in. We put you in harem for doing what you're doing. Because you're causing the Jews to eat a, 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 a korban outside Yushalayim. Are these really korbanot? They didn't, they didn't make them korbanot. They just said they just roasted them. Rather, this, this is what it should say. You, it's, you're close to giving them a coaching uh, what you're doing. And that's why we would put you in Cherem. So Gemara says, Mikulas in, She'en Mikulas lo. Sounds like over here, the only problem they had with Tudus is because they roasted the kid or the, the, the goat with the, with the insides on the side of it, just like a Korban Pesach does. But if you didn't do Mikulas, which means you didn't, Roast it with the stuff on the side of it. Then it sounds like it would be okay. So you, so why are we saying it's asur to say buy meat in the butcher store and say this meat's a pesach? Even if I roast the meat, as long as I don't put the things on the side, it sounds like they wouldn't have a problem with tudus. My answer is ami mikulas. When you roast it with the with the insides on the side of it, loshna amar loshna loma. Then it makes no difference whether you said it or not, since you're imitating the korban pesach so much. And even if you didn't say this is a pesach, it's a problem. Um, if you're roasting it without the stuff on the side of it, then pidesh. Then if you say it's a pesach, it's a problem. In lo pidesh. If you did not say it's a pesach, then Rav did not say it's asur in that case, and therefore everything's cool. Okay. Says the Gemara, Rav Acha matni lalaha matni tekeb shimin. Rav Acha learnt that this Mishnah is going like Rabbi Shimon, which means not it's not Rabbi Yosi, it's Rabbi Shimon. We had said earlier that it was Rabbi Yosi. We're claiming now it's Rabbi Shimon. According to the one that says Rabbi Yossi, it makes sense. Nicha, it makes sense that Tudus was doing it. But according to the whole thing, me Nicha, but didn't we learn Rabbi Shimon Poter? Rabbi Shimon says, Because you didn't donate it in the way of regular donors. 
Okay, let's explain what's going on over here. Let's say a guy says he's going to make a korban of seorim, a mincha. He's going to he's going to donate a mincha of barley flour. Now, donated minchas are supposed to be wheat flour, not barley flour. So, the machloka, what we do with his with his declaration? Do we say, well, he said barley, but since there's no barley, he meant wheat, and therefore you have to bring wheat. Or do we say chalas? You didn't do it the right way, and therefore your whole Donation is nothing. Rabbi Shimon says, your donation is nothing. So now, if Rabbi Shimon holds your donation is nothing, then what's the problem with Tudus? Because even if they say something, it's still not going to be a problem. Since the, because the Roman Jews didn't say that their their pesach their animals would be korban pesachs, which is before they slaughtered it. Even if they did it at the roast, even if they did it at the time of the roasting, it would be too late. And therefore, what would be what would be wrong with Tudus did? Okay, so it says the Gemara, Amar Avina Ravashi, Uman Demat Minicha. Even if you hold like Rabbi doesn't make sense. Amar didn't Rav say. Vishimon is going with Rabbi <coughs> who says that even with the guy's last words, we, we the guy stuck with it. My love, Shimon Savar, must be that Rabbi Shimon holds like Rabbi holds like Shimon. And therefore, neither rabbi would say that it's good. Either way, the people, everyone agrees that what he said would be would would not work out. So says the Gemara. Lo, Rishimon savar kavios. Really, Rishimon holds like Rishi. V'lo Rishi of Rishimon. Rishi doesn't hold like Rishimon. Okay, and therefore Rishi could have written the Mishnah, but not Rishimon. Ibayu the Gemara asks the question: Tudus Ishromi gavur Abahu was he a great man or bal agrupin hava, or was he a tough man? Which means. The rabbis had sent that message to him, and they told him, uh, if you weren't Tudus, we would put you in Hanim for having all the Jews eat on the night of Pesach, this roasted kid. So Gemara wants to know, when they say that if you weren't Tudus, is that because he's such a big time in Haham? Or because Tudus was such a tough guy that he'll, he'll revenge themselves on them if they put him in Hanim? Gemara, Tashma, I'll show you a proof. Od zu dorash tudus. Tudus made the following dirasha. Also, ishnomi maru chanan mishav kazayah. Shemasu atzman lekivshat Hashem lekivshan haesh. What what gave chananyah mishav kazayah the inspiration to throw themselves into the into the furnace? The the story was in in Daniel that there were three. <coughs> Three uh, servants of Nebuchadnezzar, who were uh, who were thrown into the into the furnace because they didn't want to bow down <coughs> to a statue that Nebuchadnezzar made. And we're asking, what inspiration did they have? So Tudus Ishromi was the one who came up with what they were thinking about when they did it. What were they thinking about? 
They took a kavachomer from the svardeya, which is in this week's parasha. Okay. Coincidence. Why? It says by svardim who are not commanded that the 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 frogs are going to go in your palace, in your ovens, and in your kneading bowls. So if they go in the ovens, they're going to get killed, and they're still jumping in. Right? When is the kneading bowl next to the oven? Obviously, when the ovens are hot, not when the ovens are cold. Because when the kneading bowls are next to the ovens, they're hot. Sometimes the ovens are cold, but not when the kneading bowls are next to because you got you have to heat, preheat the oven. And it, it's not like nowadays that it preheats so fast, you got to take time. So that means the ovens are hot, and they jumped in. So you see that we should do it also. That's how they jumped in. Now that's Tudus. So you can see that Tudus wasn't a tough guy. He probably was a rabbi. Rabbi Abin, and I see the Gemara is not even considering that he might be a tough rabbi. No, that we're not we're not considering that. Rabbi Yassi, but Abin Amar, Matil Malai Lakis, He would put merchandise into the purses of Torah scholars. Anyone who puts merchandise into the purse of a Torah scholar that they could sell and make money, you're going to sit in the heavenly, um, in the heavenly uh, yeshiva. Because in the tzela chokma, if you want to sit in the shadow of chokma, then you have to sit in the shadow of money. So. According to the second thing, Tudus was a good guy because he used to give the rabbis money to make the way they make a living. He would give them merchandise they sell and they make money. Okay, says the Gemara. In a place where they light a lamp in the house on night of Kippur, Madikin, you could light it. In a place where they they don't light it, and Madikin, you're not allowed to light it. Okay. You're allowed to light lamps everywhere in a bit in a bit knesset or bet midrash or in a dark alley so people don't trip and or for a chole that we could take care of him. Tana says the Gemara. We have a brighter. Whether if you're in a place where the custom is to light or the custom is not to light, either way, the reason for the custom is for the same reason. So this way, everyone knows that you're not allowed to have relations between a husband and wife. Because husband and wife are not supposed to have relations with the light on, with the, with the lamp lit right next to the bed, and therefore, and therefore, the lighting was for that reason. And others were saying, others are saying that if you light it, you'll see your wife and you'll want to have relations. So therefore, either way, the same idea is to avoid relations. Everyone knows relations, that's what. It says that the nation of Kaisel is all Sadiqim. And we learned, same idea that that whether you like or you don't like, either way the idea is to avoid relations and therefore everyone's both, all, Kulam Sadiqim, both Minhagim are
proper minhagim. Says the Gemara further. You can't make a bracha on a flame only only on Saturday night, which means even if you are making habdalah the next day, according to some who say if you missed habdalah at night you do it the next day, you don't make hayesh. Why? Since that's the beginning of the creation of Hashem's world. That's when Hashem made fire the first time. One old man or Rabbi Bachana said, Yashar, you said it good. Now, okay. Uh, if we say it's an old man, we said that, that last time we said that a certain old man is, is really Alnavi. It's either Alnavi or Rabbi Hanna told Rabbi Huda that that's right, that that's the only time you can make it is Mota Shabbos. Okay. Ula have a rechiv chamer ba'azil. Ula was riding on a donkey. Have a shakil ba'azil Rabbi Abba mimine. And Rabbi Abba is going on the right side. Rabbi Bachana is on the left side. Amalei Rabbi Abba le'ula. So Rabbi Abba told Ula the following. Is it right what you said in the name of Yochanan? You can only make a bracha on a fire on Motzei Shabbat. Because that was the first time Hashem created fire. Hadar Ula Chaza Be Berav Bar Barachana Bishit. Ula looked at Rav Barachana and he was upset at him. Amalei told him, "Analava Ha Amri." I didn't talk about Rabbi Yochanan about that. Ela Had Amri. I said about something else. The Tani Tana Kamedu Chanina. Now, the reason why he was upset at him is because he quoted Rabbi Yochanan as saying such a thing, even though Rabbi Yochanan didn't really say that. Because Rabbi Yochanan holds that you can. Do it on the fire, make a on fire, even after Kippur, which is not Motzei Shabbat. So no, I didn't say the Elaham. I said the following: Even in a place where you don't light a fire in your house, even if you're in a, a town where they don't light a fire in your house because they don't want you to see your wife, so you don't decide to have relations. You could light a fire because of Kavod Shabbat. But the say it's asur because they don't want to to have a light till the night time. So therefore, this is what I said from Rabbi Yochanan and not the other thing. Amale Ada Tehe said, "Okay, let it be." Okay, we're going to stop over here at the way Kari Alev Yosef. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'Amen.